Greetings from St. Andrew's Presbyterian Church here in Fredericton, New Brunswick. Our worship leaders today are organist and choir director, David Berry. Scripture readers are Bill Cockburn and Adrian Davis. Our psalmist is Kathy Berry, and I am Susan Brazier. Join us now as we worship God. From the corners of worry and fear, from the shadows where we are huddled with our doubts, God calls us to this place of sanctuary where we can draw from love's deep wells. In every moment where we look for strength to continue and every time wonder if faith is worth it, Jesus calls us to this time where we can welcome the peace given to us. In every person who embraces us with acceptance, in every touch that offers healing and hope, the Spirit calls us to see those around us as God's beloved, our sisters and brothers in grace. prayer of illumination. God of word and wisdom, as we turn to the scripture, may we hear your voice calling us to deeper faith and truer devotion. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The reading today is Matthew 22, verses 15 to 22. Then the Pharisees went and plotted to entrap him in what he said. So they sent their disciples to him along with the Herodians, saying, Teacher, we know that you are sincere and teach the way of God in accordance with truth and show deference to no one, but you do not regard people with partiality. Tell us then, what do you think? Is it lawful to pay taxes to the emperor or not? But Jesus, aware of their malice, said, Why are you putting me to the test, you hypocrites? Show me the coin used for the tax. And they brought him a denarius. Then he said to them, Whose head is this? And whose title? They answered, The emperor's. Then he said to them, Give, therefore, to the emperor the things that are the emperor's, and to God the things that are God's. When they heard this, they were amazed, and they left him and went away. This is the word of God. God 
Please pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. This morning, Bill Cockburn and Adrian Davis read to us the familiar story of Jesus' encounter with the Pharisees and the Herodians. I have no doubt that you have heard many sermons on this text over the years. Such sermons follow a familiar arc, usually concluding by encouraging us in our financial stewardship of the church. Now, as a freshly minted minister, I have discovered all too well just how important our tithes and offerings are to the work of the church. I can say that I am far more enthusiastic about stewardship responsibilities standing here than I ever was sitting in the pews. Everything from keeping ND power happy to meeting the needs of our homeless sisters and brothers who come to our door for help all flow from your generosity and compassion. Clearly, Jesus calls us to give back to God what belongs to God. I would add that in this season, as we try to emerge from our COVID lockdown, your financial contributions are very much needed. But perhaps more important are your contributions of your time and your talents. Everything from decorating the church, growing our mission team, and facilitating our ministry move from the sanctuary to cyberspace all come from countless volunteer hours. Not everything we owe God fits easily into offering envelopes. If the coin which bears the emperor's image belongs to the emperor, then we, who bear the image of God in our body and our spirit, belong to God. But there is so much more in this passage, and since other ministers at other times have already covered the obvious but important message, I want to take a moment to consider something else. I am curious about the Pharisees and the Herodians' experience of this encounter with Jesus. We really know very little about the Herodians. The only mention of them in the ancient sources is in the New Testament. None of our ancient historians whose works have survived ever reference them. From the name Herodians, we can discern that they are most likely aligned with Herod. That is actually a little more complicated than might first appear because there was a Herodian dynasty. So it might have been Herod the Great who was responsible for the slaughter of the innocents in his effort to kill the baby Jesus. Or it might have been his grandson, Herod Antipas, who awarded John the Baptist's head as a party favor. Herod the Great and his offspring were aligned with Rome and generally pretty ruthless people. Make that as you will when considering the demeanor of Jesus's Herodian questioner. Now the Pharisees on the other hand are not so elusive and we know a fair amount about this ancient order. Modern Judaism comes to us from the Pharisees. The Pharisees were very concerned about maintaining the law. In fact, some scholars interpret the word Pharisee 
as meaning those who interpret the law precisely. They wanted to do things right, observe the proper rituals, and keep themselves holy before God. Okay, so let's return to our story. The lawyer in me just loves the Pharisee's question. From a cross-examination point of view, it is artfully crafted. First, it is framed with a bit of flattery. Trial lawyers often like to get a witness a little off guard by a statement of affirmation. For example, an attorney might ask, you would agree with me that you are very hardworking. Or, officer, you would consider yourself very thorough and diligent, wouldn't you? What else are they gonna answer? Right. Okay, so you get them all set up, and then you swoop in for the zinger. And that is precisely what we encounter here. They start questioning. Teacher, obviously a term of respect for Jesus' stature. Teacher, rabbi. Then they say, we know that you are sincere and teach the way of God in accordance with the truth and show deference to no one for you do not regard people with partiality. That last part might not have been as much of a compliment as it might seem. They note that Jesus treated everyone the same. The wealthy and important people who contributed large sums towards the operation of the temple were treated exactly the same as a homeless beggar. Embedded in this compliment, is an indictment that Jesus failed to show them proper deference that they felt they deserved and they had paid for. I'm not unsympathetic. I know too well the pain of being dismissed, overlooked, ignored. I think this is one of the most difficult human experiences, that feeling of being dismissed. What is so sad is that Jesus did dismiss them for all the things that they held dear, their wealth, their position of privilege and power. But there is no doubt that Jesus loved them for the people they were. For example, Nicodemus was a Pharisee. Nicodemus, you remember, he's a guy who came to Jesus late in the night to ask questions and seek a little one-on-one -on -one Bible study. Jesus didn't say, dude, it's way too late, come back in the morning. No, Jesus sat with him and answered his questions. It is the same Nicodemus in John's gospel who along with Joseph of Arimathea took Jesus's crucified body from the cross and laid it in the tomb. Jesus socialized with Pharisees, had dinner with them, he just refused to treat them as better because of their wealth and position. Jesus, being God incarnate, simply is not impressed by our earthly accomplishments. God is impressed by our kindness and our generosity. So after setting Jesus up with this bit of flattery, our cross-examining Herodian Pharisee legal team unleashed their zinger. Is it lawful to pay taxes to the emperor or not? 
If Jesus answered that taxes should be paid, then he would have supported the oppressive Roman government. And such an answer would have been highly offensive to the Israelites. On the other hand, if he answered that they should not pay taxes, well, folks, that would have been rebellion. In cross-examination terms, it is as perfect a question as humanly possible. And then Jesus delivers his divine answer. Give, therefore, to the emperor the things that are the emperor's, and to God the things that are God's. I cannot say about the Herodians, but about the Pharisees, I am pretty certain that they did not want to play the villain in this biblical narrative. Their entire lives were involved with trying to do what they thought was right in the eyes of God. They were about Torah and temple and keeping commandments, but they missed the point. Our God is a God of love, a God that calls us to care for one another. The rituals, the building, the ceremonies just don't mean anything if they become an end in themselves. If they become idols, the idols we are called repeatedly to avoid, the idols that God hates. Personally, I feel for the Pharisees. I have lived long enough to make many of the same errors in judgment. My heart is moved with compassion, imagining spending a lifetime pursuing God only to get the chance encounter with God Almighty in human form of Jesus Christ and completely blowing it by playing fancy lawyer games and asking for tax advice. So what are your idols? What do you hold on to so tightly that you miss the chance encounter with God and end up asking clever but ultimately stupid questions? Remember, you are made in the image of God in body and in spirit. How do we return to God what belongs to God? Please pray with me. God of our hearts and our hopes, as this season continues to change and harvests are gathered, we thank you for the beauty around us, for the brilliant colors, birds flying south, the crackle of fallen leaves, and the rhythm of this time of year. We are grateful for your steadfast love amid so much that changes. This autumn, we also face unpredictable changes as a pandemic continues. Draw close to those who find the uncertainty unsettling and help us to preserve our connection to you and to each other. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. 
of our imagination and insights. We thank you for all the ways that you inspire human minds to create things which improve the lives of your people. We are grateful for all the medical efforts taken to manage COVID-19 and for the scientists testing vaccines. Give them perseverance and success. Guide politicians and policymakers so that breakthroughs and resources are shared with the most vulnerable. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of neighbors and neighborhoods, we praise you for everyone working to build and maintain healthy communities for teachers and librarians, healthcare workers, coaches, construction workers, farmers and laborers, store clerks, and wait staff. So many have had their workplace changed and their livelihoods threatened by the pandemic. Give them perseverance and encouragement. Make us good neighbors to all who serve our community and remind us to say thank you. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of comfort and compassion, we pray for all those who are struggling this autumn, whatever the reason. We remember before you those facing illness or waiting for treatment, those who have lost income or worry about the winter expenses and shelter, those who are grieving the loss of someone close, and those whose mental health is under pressure these days. Awaken your people around the world to attend to the needs of those at risk in our communities so that they will know your comfort and compassion. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And now, with gratitude for your love poured out into the world through Christ Jesus, we pray as he taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. into the world in peace. Have courage. Hold on to that which is good. Return no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, and help the suffering. Honor all people. Love and serve the Lord, rejoicing in the Holy Spirit. And now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.